Hi, this is Kennedy, and this week on Eagle Exchange, we're discussing the Black Eyed Woodward Instagram account that was started this summer. Throughout the episode, we will be sharing our personal reactions, thoughts, and experiences. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to continuing the conversation over the school year. Welcome back to Eagle Exchange. My name is Kennedy Rogers in the class of 2023, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Gabby Bates. I'm in the class of 2022. Hi, my name is Vaughn Ambrose. I'm in the class of 2022. Hi, I'm Roman Holder, and I'm in the class of 2022. Today, we'll be talking about new student-run Word Academy, um, Black at Woodward page, where it documents being Black at Woodward Academy. And so basically, it just has anonymous... Um, submissions by parents, current students, and alums, and they talk about their experience with racism and just their experience overall at Woodward Academy. So I have a few questions. What were you guys' guys' initial thoughts when you first saw the page? I was laughing. (laughs) I had to be honest, like, because for me, it was for like, not just Woodward in general, but just the idea of really addressing blatantly saying, we have institutions in our world that are just racist and they're and they don't support people of color. It was very nice to see. Yeah, for me, when I had first saw the Black at Woodward page, I knew it was coming because I had seen other private schools currently posting um, or making those Black at such and such private school or public school accounts. So I was like, okay, there's gonna be one for Woodward, I can tell. Um, I was excited for it. Because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what other people's stories were like, you know, seeing different people's experiences over the many years Woodward has been open. For me, it was kind of like eye-opening to see like all like the things that have happened to Woodward like in current, in current year and past year. And I was kind of shocked because I was looking like deep into the page. I noticed some of these go back to like the 90s or like late 80s and nothing's been done about it. Woodward hasn't even addressed any of it as far as I know. And then I saw like all these other private schools doing it. And I was like, wow, this year is going to be interesting. I can tell. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to cause a lot of drama, like a lot of drama. For my class, at least, there was like maybe one incident of like kind of big drama. But um, I really thought it was going to cause like just so much turmoil and like so much drama within classes. We would bring up a few occasions when a student would, you know, reply and share a story from the class of 2022. So they would share their story and we would bring it up in the chat and discuss it because it would involve, it would mostly involve two students or a few students in our class. So we would bring up these, we would address it, we'd try to have conversations, educate each other. I learned new things. Other people, I hope, learn something. So we definitely brought it up in our class group chat. And I feel like people have learned. There are things they may not completely understand. I feel like they have at least heard our voices. I think as a grade, we grew. Lots of us feel as if we now have duties as students to be able to have these discussions. And I I think it's very much showing me different ways. As I remember one, because I'm not even gonna lie, our group chat, when we were discussing things, I can tell you sometimes it gets a little hostile, you know, it's because you get frustrated and angry because, you know, especially as a black person, it's like, 
I've experienced this my whole entire life. Why don't, like, you know, sometimes, like, when people don't get what you trying to say, they don't understand. So it gets a little hectic at times. But I remember one student, she was like, it was a point it got a little too hectic. And she was like, we need to have a discussion, but we need to have it where we can understand each other. Because, you know, when you're texting somebody, you can't really tell their tone when they're texting like that. You know, it's kind of hard to show emotion in text. So she was like, let's set up a Zoom call. And, you know, they set up a Zoom call and they had a discussion. And I mean, I did not have the chance to go because I had something to do. But I mean, really seeing it was very, very grateful to see how my class has grown. I was part of that Zoom call that Roman previously mentioned. And and we mainly just talked about like how, what we needs to do to like improve on itself. People of color can have like a better experience as white counterparts. And we talked about um certain faculty members all right all right i i agree with everything you guys are saying like i definitely feel as a class of 2023 we definitely did grow a little bit um so have you guys written any stories it's the page is anonymous so you do not need to go into depth about the stories but if you did write any stories like what like or do you have to answer like yes i did write a story and like what compelled you to do it what a story it compelled me because I started seeing other people posting and I saw a few people in my grade, you know, posting their things. And even though it motivated me and I was typing it in, I was also getting this like heavy burden of anxiety as I was typing because I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, this is anonymous. This is going out there. People are going to know. Uh, I feel like my story, most people can tell that it is me. Um, you can kind of cut pieces together and be like, oh, that's Gabby, which I wasn't really that afraid of. I definitely felt anxious about typing it and posting it. But once I saw it posted on the page, I like had the sense of relief because I was like, wow, I was freaking out over nothing because all these people are out here supporting and seeing and trying to understand what's been going on for the past few years, unnoticed, unheard, quietly said, because it was something I hadn't initially thought about till I sat down and was like, okay, what have I experienced? What have I gone through that I put under the rug? Cause I was like, it is what it is. And I, when I put thought into it, I was like, okay, there are instances and there were moments where I felt things weren't great at Woodward. And I was just like, I feel out of place. I feel like an outcast. And it felt nice being able to share my story and seeing other people's stories out there. Cause I was like, that's very similar to mine. And that's similar to some of my other friends. And I'm glad people were able to speak out. I didn't submit anything. Cause for me, when I was looking at it, I was reading the stories at first, when it first started, it was kind of hard for me to think of really experiences for myself that I really just thought were racist because you know my parents took me out of public school in Cobb County because I dealt with racism there so when it wasn't like the racism I had experienced in Cobb County I was thinking like I couldn't think of it but then people started saying things and then it started clicking because it's not like I didn't know this was racist or I didn't know this was a thing that happened it kind of was a reminder because you know sometimes when you're trying to think of something or do something your mind goes blank and so then I remember it was when they started saying stories about the drug testing and the haircuts and how humiliating it was. And I vividly remember, I used to have long hair. And it's, and I mean, they just cut us, they just randomly chose the spot in the back of my head. And it's not like you could see it, but I just remember vividly, not only just having to get the haircut itself, I remember my friends getting haircuts and it looking horrible on them. One dude had spots all over his head. And then I also remember the idea of my friend who came, she came to the same year I came in, 
I've been drug tested at least 10 times. And so she has been maybe asked once or twice. We came, we came in together. And neither of us like do stuff like that. But it was like, why am I getting drug tested more than she is? And if you say it's random. So that was like one thing that very, there were stories that you definitely would just say, oh, that happened to me. I remember that. But I really didn't submit anything. There were a few stories of mine in there. And I just felt like, you know, emboldened by other people's stories and like seeing, especially seeing like grades way older than me, like from the late 80s, 90s, to even like my brother's grade. Seeing my brother's grade in there really emboldened me. I was like, uh-uh, let me type out my story and put it in this Google form and send it out. Because I feel like these stories need to be heard. And it's it was emboldening to see like class of 2027 even, yeah. right? Rising sixth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders, yeah. typing out their stories. I felt like I needed to, I had like, I needed to do that. I submitted um, a couple of stories mainly because I, I had like these the experiences that I posted, I've been holding them on for like, onto them for like a little while. And I used to just like put it off because I was like, oh, it's nothing, it's no big deal. But then I thought about it more and I saw, as I saw these stories, and I'm like, maybe it wouldn't hurt. Maybe it does need to go out there. Maybe it shouldn't just be like shoved aside because just pent up certain emotions inside of me. Right. I do agree with the having it pushed aside because definitely like I felt like at least for some of my stories, they have been pushed aside for so long and now I have I, I now have a forum and I have a place where I can put these stories out and not be ridiculed for them and you know them being anonymous and you can really not even put your grade and it could be from any grade and I mean I felt like that was it was a really great way to like you know share your experiences. The feeling when I saw this page come about and I said earlier that I laughed and it wasn't like it was funny or anything. It was like the joy, because it felt better. I felt like you don't feel seen. You don't feel heard. You don't feel understand, understood. And so when we had the chance to voice our opinions and our feelings and our stories, and people started talking about it, and things started happening, it really was like very special and it kind of like it felt a lot you know it, it meant a lot so I mean the stories very much mean a lot. So have any stories specifically like stood out to you or like if is there like any topic that you felt like was you know you like really resonated with? Uh yeah for me a lot of the topics on hair um I'm a bit big giant advocate for natural hair um, I love wearing my natural hair and a lot of stories broke my heart seeing people talk about how, you know, people ridiculed students because their hair was different. Their hair wasn't, you know, what would be considered professional. Um, one story that stuck out to me that was actually posted earlier today was a student in the class of 2025, and she stated that as a black female student who has dreadlocks, I have been called a monkey on several occasions. I have been pushed and taunted by white boys in my grade. I have boys say racist stuff in band class, then run and tell lies about me. And when I lash out, I was told on. I regret not telling my parents when it first happened because I know my mom and my dad would have talked to my principals right away. I finally told them what was going on. They spoke with the middle school counselors and principals 
oh, principals and counselors, I was called in and spoken in to the side of my for my side of the story and feelings. I really don't know what happened because the schools closed two days later because of the virus. I love the school but hate being singled out. When I had saw that story earlier, it kind of broke my heart because I was like, this little girl who's what class of twenty five is eighth grade. This girl who has dreadlocks, who embraces her hair and who she is, is being bullied and ridiculed by her classmates. And I felt that because there had been moments where I had my hair and people had made comments to the side. I've had different hairstyles, different things. And most of the time I get compliments because I constantly, you know, try spreading, hey, you can always wear your hair this way. Um, but really a lot of the topics on hair and how people felt pressured to, to uh, straighten their hair. Cause they're like, oh, I kept, you know, people were telling me that my hair natural, not, not weird, but like, you know, people were pushing for straight hair. And seeing the story, you know, it makes me proud to go walk around in my natural hair because I can go tell people, yeah, this is what, I, cause then I can also tell people the products I use and be like, yeah, you can use this, you can use that. There's YouTube tutorials for this and that. It might seem like your hair is a big struggle, but there's ways you can make it easier on yourself. So instead of just straightening your hair, I'm not saying that straightening your hair is a bad thing. You can do whatever what you want with your hair. I feel like no matter how you do it, you do it your way, but don't do it just because someone else is telling you you should have it this way because your natural hair isn't what's considered beautiful. Um. I think one story, um, it wasn't even the stories, but it was note in the comments, a lot of comments. And then it ended up actually being kind of put into the story. Um, I know that Gabby and, and Kennedy are both in Jack and Jill. I'm in Jack and Jill. And so I think one thing we had the blessing of is being our blackness being nurtured in a beneficial way where it was understood, specifically at us coming from affluent black families because we're not you know we didn't grow up in poor communities we are in affluent black areas and we live these prosperous lifestyles but we aren't seen or heard so me and jack and joe i think we had a place to be seen and understood and told that we are beautiful and that we matter and we can do great things and they help nurture our skills as we take on leadership roles and do service but it was when they were saying in the comments, going to Woodward, it would be beneficial for black students to who go to Woodward in private schools and these schools where this racism is very blatant, that they go to an HBCU because they need to be nurtured. They need that healing. It's very traumatizing. And I remember one of my friends asked me why I was why I was talking about this so much early on. And I was saying, well, at a private school, at a predominantly white school, you don't really get to be yourself and when, when you're being black and you're told certain things and then you're told that you're not black enough or you're told you're not you're unprofessional or you look like you're they say you're ghetto and this that and you do with all these things like the hair story like she's a sixth grader she shouldn't have to be pushed around that's gonna stick with you forever that being pushed around and i just thought it's very key that when you go to these schools, you surround yourself, not only with people that care for you, but I think you go to places where 
people understand you are black. And I think that was just one thing that I noticed. And it was like, also that there was a community there. It was community for us, you know, with the black alumni. I think I saw that they cared about us and they really did want to do something about this. And so the idea of being black and at a private school, predominantly white school, you need to find a place to where you can nurture your blackness or go off when you go to college and go to HBCU and find a place where you can develop and grow and get that healing because you didn't get the nurturing at the school. All right, so the start, well, mainly topic, the topic that kind of stood out to me and I've been seeing a lot on Black and Woodward is like Woodward's image, like how they like to maintain a certain image. Like I remember one post specifically, it was like, as much as Woodward loves to promote diversity and these ideals are not represented in their actions, especially regarding leadership roles. Been holding this opinion for a little bit, for a little while. Like Woodward likes to portray itself as liberal and diverse and it's like oh we have students from like so many cultures but then once you look into it you see like Woodward is has like this merely conservative nature where it's like they still hold, they still hold on to like some ideals that don't really have a place in like this current era so it got to me there was also one story about a speaker that came a couple of years ago and how like they had said some had some things that were merely political and they and the speaker had to apologize and there were certain kids who were listening like oh build the wall and Woodward didn't really do anything about those kids they kind of were just like oh sorry this person was sorry this person was political we'll try and have we'll have someone in and next time to even it out i remember this event what the person that was brought next time was extremely problematic I think like a story that stood out to me was definitely the newest one or one of the newer ones, which was the 32 slides. And I felt, I read that whole entire thing. I, I read the whole thing. I sat down with my tea and read it. I was in there reading it, d delving into it. And I just, I just love like, I just love that the passion of it, you know? And I was just, you know, thinking like, if a black parent sends their ch black child to Woodward for a great education, I understand, but please ensure their blackness is being nurtured somewhere else, at church, in black organizations, or at one of the local HBCUs, at home, in a deliberate way with family, something, anything. So I felt like, that, and that was from the class of 2010. And so I agree with that highly. I do believe I'm in Jack and Jill, as Roman said, and that is a place where your blackness is nurtured, cared for, loved. Your, like, your blackness is the top priority there. It's all of it. It's all of it. Everything. I mean, like, I, feel like, I feel like even like then, like even as Gabby said about her natural hair, I think once I got into Jack and Jill, or maybe like even thinking about being in Jack and Jill, I started looking into natural hair. I started looking into black history. Like that's when I became like super into it because of Jack and Jill, because I felt like I had been so sen like sanitized and been so ready to fit into the shell of the diverse black girl at the, at the private school that I, you know, was kind of losing myself. I definitely believe in that. But another thing that really stood out to me was the younger stories, the stories from kids of, from as young as the class of 2027. Those really stood out to me and I felt like those were stories that needed to be amplified and needed to be heard. So last question, final thoughts about Black and Woodward. So like, if you could, so we, we do not know who the creators of Black and Woodward are. So, if, but if you could speak to them, if you could give them 
a short little thank you or like if you could thank them or you say something to them, what would you say? Uh, I would definitely say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing what you did. I'm pretty sure someone else would have probably done it just because at the time every other school was doing it, but for the people that did make it and worked with the alumni faculty to get together the Woodward Anti-Racism Force and the link in their bio that you can send emails, letters, share your story, everything that they did, I want to say absolutely thank you because for years you can see that there have been people that hadn't said anything or they felt like they couldn't say anything because they would be scrutinized or ignored because for years they see that people's instances have been ignored or put under the rug and they're like, oh yeah, I guess we'll fix it or we'll handle it. So I wanna say thank you for doing what you guys did so that people around the school, not just African and black students, but Native American students, the Hispanic and the Latino community, everyone, people of color, Asian community, everyone could share their story at Woodward and their experiences. Even white people, there were white people telling their stories that they saw their stories that they saw where things weren't right, where they saw, hey, why is it that we can get away with some things while the other kids get in trouble for it? And I absolutely appreciate what you guys did. And I felt like it opened, it opened many people's eyes, many parents' eyes, because yes, Woodward is an amazing school. Don't get it wrong. It is an amazing school. It has a great education system. It has so many amazing programs and supplies that many schools would never have. And I love seeing how parents now see this other side of this amazing school because it's like, yes, amazing, but nothing's perfect. And this is one of its imperfections. And it's something we can definitely fix. It's not something that's so impossible it can't be fixed, but it's the small things like emailing the principal and the president and having these conversations, creating a force of adults and class of 2020 alumni. So having this new community where we can now speak up on things really makes me appreciate the school even more. So I want to just say thank you. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you, but it it opened up a door to, I think, for me, what seems to be endless possibilities. Because when they started that page, not only did it start Black conversations about racism, it started conversations where we addressed bigotry in all different types of forms. We addressed anti-Semitism and um, xenophobia and homophobia and transphobia. And it was like these conversations that we would not have as a school finally started to happen and we were able to express our feelings and have these conversations and try to actually solve things. And I think one thing that it did was it I think it allowed for student growth. I think, you know, I'm very happy with what my school's doing, you know. And I only think there's only so much what we can actually do itself. I think we also as students have to do our own part. And I think I saw in my grade that very much we wanted to step up and be leaders and do something about this. And we wanted to take time and invest our energy into being better students. Cause it's not just like a thing where you have to rely on, so you just have to tell white people, don't be racist. It's an idea of you have to educate them and have conversations with them. And I don't think 
we were able to have those conversations at first, you know? We had like a diversity club in a Black Student Union, but we weren't having those conversations the way we should have been. And I think this allowed us to have the chance. I would just like to say thank you for giving people a platform to share their experiences, to help people like me who did like realize how like how much is going on at Woodward and like giving like what Gabby said, people people of color, Hispanics, Latinos, the Asian community, and for also inspiring other boards such as LGBTQ at Woodward to give more people more platforms to share their experiences. So just thank you for that. To the creators of Black at Woodward, I love you so much. Thank you for amplifying the voices of minority students at the school, whether and inspiring, you know, the page LGBTQ at Woodward. I feel like it was necessary and really quite overdue. And I felt like, you know, we had, we finally had a time to, you know, share our experiences and get our voices out there and, you know, really make change. Cause you know, having a few people, you know, speak to um, administrators, they don't really, that doesn't really bother them, you know? Oh, a few students said they experienced racism. Okay, well, we'll say we'll deal with it and then we'll sweep it underneath the rug. But now that page has nearly, I feel like 3,000, 3,000 3, followers on the um, page. And now it's made Woodward, you know, speak out about it and send out ways that they're going to help and send out ways that they can change. And, you know, having the students be part of that. Our very own Matthew Stricker is part of the anti-racism force at Woodward. And um, I just want to thank them, you know, for that, for, you know, giving us a platform and, you know, really making change. So I want to thank you guys. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I want to thank Gabby, Vaughn, and Roman for joining me and speaking about Black Eyed Woodward. Once again, my name is Kennedy Rogers. I'm here with Gabby Bates, Vaughn Ambrose, and Roman Holder. And um, we're going to be signing off. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at our Woodward Academy Eagle Exchange. Thank you so much.